0: Welcome to the Mother's Day service announcement brought to you by Light the Fight, yours truly, David and Heidi.
1: Special edition.
0: Special edition. Hot off the Mother's Day stress, guilt, shame press.
1: Here's here's the thing. I feel really- I'm just going to shut up this episode. I've never been a mom. No, no, this is what I'm going to say, that for as long as I can remember, what I've wanted for Mother's Day is to be left alone. Mm. Like none of the people that that rely on me for the things, I don't want any of them around me <laughs> on that one day. Like it doesn't make sense. What is wrong with me, David?
0: No comment on that. No. <laughs> moving moving on <laughs> onward, moving forward. Statements, um, Heidi. Statements. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not answering any questions today. Well, um, you guys,
1: it's it's May. And um, I'll just, I'm just going to add May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And maybe that's why, maybe the reason why they chose May is because it's also Mother's Day.
0: You know, that would actually make a lot of sense because you're either a mother going crazy because you're kids or you're a kid (laughs) driving your mom crazy. And so she's making your life miserable, right? See? Well, um, and I think it's okay for us to confess this, but um, we, you know, we're recording two episodes in one night tonight. Um, and, uh, we, we just, in our last episode, we congratulated Heidi on her happy birthday last week. So in case (laughs) we're not sure which one we're going to post first, I think this one's coming first. So happy birthday, belated happy birthday, Heidi.
1: Thank you. And,
0: um, yeah, so off that it is mental health awareness month and it is mother's day in the same month. So we're going to talk about mom's mental health today,
1: which I just am thankful for. So I have my notebook here Mm -hmm. and I have my pen and I'm ready to understand how to stop beating myself up feeling terrible (laughs) no that's just among some of the problems
0: well i can't remember if if it was one of our very 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 first episodes but this kind of reminds me of a little bit of a statement that i said one time and anyone can take things out of context if you don't listen to the whole entire thing so pay close attention to the whole entire thing i'm about to say For moms out there specifically, since that's the subject for today, it's really hard to focus on your self-care when you don't care. And what I mean by that is not that moms don't care about self-care, but what I mean by that is that when you're in a position where you're so burned out, you haven't planned accordingly to have some downtime. You've, you've bit off more than you can chew. I remember on Heidi's Instagram, you say like, um, uh, Serial overcommitter. committer Would you say <laughs> Yes, like, yes, I am. Always like overcommit. To overcommitter,
1: Over-committer, under-deliver. Yeah, under, yeah, it was something <laughs> like that. I thought that was funny.
0: Um, but what I mean by, you know, it's hard to focus on self-care when you don't care. It just simply is you have to plan for it. You have to get ahead of it. And I think moms, the ones that are the most stressed, um, in some areas in their life, they m- may show up and may do great. But just from my humble non-mom male perspective which i think i just totally discounted everything I'm about the same <laughs> i've never been a mom and i'm a male so but from the perspective of counseling lots of moms throughout the years with their stresses and moms open up to me all the time i find that a mom can be so invested in her kids well-being their future that it's really easy for the mom not to be on her own to-do list and so stressed out moms they always have these patterns of they have created a world of they're only motivated by stress. So it's like they're seeing their kids in a bad situation and maybe something really bad happened to their kids. And so that gets a fire burning underneath them that would cause a mom to defend her kids to, to last hour, to go to the school, to, you know, to do whatever she has to do to protect her kid and keep her kids safe problem with that is that sometimes there are things that the kids don't necessarily need protection from. Sometimes there are things that the kids don't want their mom's involvement in. And the mom is spending a lot of time and energy for things for people that don't want them to be done instead of doing things for herself.
1: Oh, and that's, that's interesting. <laughs> you mean they're trying to control other people and not. So <laughs> most
0: people have done like uh, a pros and cons list.
1: Staying in their lane.
0: Yeah, most people have done a pros and cons list. And now that I'm thinking about this, I should probably have some more. I got a couple moms, Heidi <coughs> <you> Swap, um, <laughs> that I'm thinking should try this. Um, okay, I, right I, in there. I I'm writing in I've done Sub-tweet. this for a while. Uh, do swap? It's, it, 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 <laughs> it's a version of the pros and cons list, but instead of it being like pros, like, oh, here's the good things and here's the bad things, basically what it is is here's all the things I do for my kids versus here's the things I do for myself.
1: Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So
0: okay. I had this one mom. She's really big into providing healthy meals for her kids. And that was a big priority for her in her life. If her kids didn't eat said healthy meals, she was not a happy camper. <laughs> she's very upset, very frustrated. By the way, he's
1: not talking about me. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The mom I'm talking about, she's listening. She's like, "Oh, he's talking about me." Right now. It was a long time ago, but if she I think she might be a listener. point is, um it, it's it it sounds a little bit more along the lines of um in her current situation or not it's not current, but in her situation, it was more along the lines of, "Okay, so if my kids don't eat this freaking healthy food I just made for them, I'm going to lose my freaking mind." Somewhere in our, in our path and our history, we made this thing, it's usually coming from our family, something that we lacked in or something we thought wasn't available for us as in our childhood and our life growing up, that for some reason we say, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be this parent. And sometimes that may come at the cost of our own mental well-being, our own emotional well-being. So this mom, there's why I use her example, because she was getting really frustrated because her kids were like, mom, we love it that you're spending all this time and energy but she didn't use things like HelloFresh. Like she had the money. She she just felt like if she didn't make them a healthy meal, she was a bad mom. But when the kids didn't appreciate her healthy meal, it made her feel like a worse mom because now they don't appreciate her. So after I can some totally fam- relate. It is the s- worst feeling. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I'm using this example. After some family counseling sessions and some conversations with her, she realized that um, she had to put on uh, pros and cons list. So um, making uh, uh, making uh, my kids fresh healthy meals um, here's the pros. The pros is, uh, or the pros are, I, um, feel like I can check. I was the good mom box day. The cons, sometimes it's very, very, um, out of the way for me to cook like this because she wasn't planning it weeks in advance. She was trying to do it Monday to Friday, the best that she could and she wasn't just she was planning ahead of it. So she would get behind the eight ball a little bit, start feeling frustrated. The meals weren't the type of meals that she really wanted to do, but they had to be healthy. Kids weren't liking them. She didn't know about, you could buy certain meals for certain days. She would just has to be from her. So it would come down to it, she did her pros and cons list, and she showed her pros and cons list to her kids. Her kids helped her negotiate the things that they thought would actually be healthier for her to put more of her time and attention. Now, granted, Some of the things the kids were saying were things that they just wanted her to get off their back on, right? So that was there too. But to her surprise and my surprise, they made some very good arguments. The food one was the one that was the biggest one that shined out. They said, mom, we," they weren't like really junk food kids. They just didn't like how stressed out it made her. And then they felt if they didn't tell her that they, like, that they liked her uh, jicama salad that off pinterest that she made <laughs> that took her two and a half hours to make that she didn't even like the way it tasted but they felt responsible that they had to tell her, it tastes great mom it tastes great well sometimes they forgot to cater to her and be like oh, i don't really like it and she fine i guess it's not good enough for you guys and this was this constant pattern back yeah. and forth so when she did the pros and cons list they all looked at it and said mom how about we do this how about you give us a healthy meal, but is there just like, you can do prepackaged ones three nights a week and only cook two nights a week? And she was like, well, gosh, that would take a lot of stress off me and having to cook five meals. And the husband was like, I like it that you cook meals, but my mom never cooked me meals so you don't have to. Well, her mom had never cooked her dad meals. Her dad would come home and be complaining, grumpy. I never had home-cooked meals for him and the kids. So she saw this as a as contention her whole entire life. So her brain said, if I'm going to be a good mom and a good wife, I have to do this five times a week. And their family was like, we're not asking you to do that five times a week. We just want you to do it you know, every now and then and be happy. So very quick turnaround. It was just a great example of she realized that this was something that she'd made up in her mind, but it wasn't good self-care for her. It was not allowing her to do all the other things she needed to do because this two and a half, three hour project was something she felt she had to do to be a good mom. Turns out she didn't.
1: It's interesting. There's a lot of different thoughts that are going through my head. So, basically, how the pros and cons
0: list for this is you list the things, what are the most important for you to do for your family, your kids, and yourself. And then you go, okay, if I were to do this, whether you do it or not, here's the pros of it. Here's the cons of it. Go to one of your kids that you trust, an older one. Go to your, your spouse. Go to your partner. Ask a people, hey, I'm thinking about cutting some things out. Like I'm doing too much of this. I'm I'm just too stressed. I'm not getting a good enough sleep. And get some of their feedback. A lot of the feedback that, and I don't know, maybe it's just my private practice. Maybe it's just the culture here. I don't even know if I want to call it culture. I don't know what it is. The number one top complaint that teenagers have with their kid, with their parents when they talk about, when they get to the point of counseling where they can share with their parents, hey, I think you should do this for yourself. I think it would make you happier. As parents in the beginning, I've talked about this in other podcasts we've done, in the beginning parents bring their kids in, they're depressed, suicidal, whatever there is, and they're hyper-focused on getting their kid better. Then their kid starts to feel better and the kid goes, you know, mom and dad, I got some suggestions for you, some things that you should be working on. <laughs> And it's usually very accurate once you filter through all the teenage words. So what has happened a couple of different times is that teenagers will weigh in on the parent, give the parent some good insight and information for the parent to consider, because at the end of the day, this mom stress that we're really focusing on right now, why are you doing it? Like everything that you're doing that's hard and difficult, you're doing it for other people, not for yourself. Well, if the other people are telling you we want you to put more time and energy into yourself and cut out some of this, then maybe you should listen to them. Maybe you should at least consider where they're coming from. It's not always, oh, we want mom to stop nagging us. That's the biggest thing I try to get teenagers is change your language when you want your parents to change their behavior. You tell your parent, quit nagging at me. Say that again. Change your language if you want your parents to change their behavior. And I say the same thing to parents too. Change your language, your kids, if you want them to change your behavior. Like You can't just expect them to change their behavior if you're using the same old lectures, the same old language. So if you're a parent and you're willing to open up some feedback for this Mother's Day, well, if you're a mom, obviously, then what I want you to do is write this pros and cons list out. Here are the things that are important to me. Some of those things may be important to you that you don't even do. Like this mom, the whole whole healthy eating mom, one of her important things was Playing basketball. She used to play basketball in high school. One of her biggest things. She gets invited to play rec ball leagues and stuff all the time. She always makes excuses. When she asked her kids on the list, basketball, kids, husband, everybody said, yes, go play. please go play. And she's like, no, I, I need to be there for this and that. They're like, no, you don't. You want to be. See, going back to one of our old episodes, selfishly, a lot of moms have a hard time with grief. They have a lot of heart. they have I'm a hard just, time. I'm
1: just patting my,
0: Yeah. I'm just patting my chest. They have a hard time grieving the death that their little baby is not a baby yeah. anymore. That's,
1: and that's that for sure. And that if
0: they're not around to like your healthy meals, maybe this mom, because I don't, I, I don't even remember this part, but maybe when she was a younger mom, she wasn't making any meals. And maybe that was her own shame that she carried. And she starts making the meals, but it was too late. Like nobody really cared for them. Right. They're used to him for themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? And the dad didn't care. I mean, they didn't, they didn't eat bad, but it was kind of like, yeah, whatever. We'll figure it out. For some reason, her family had to help remove that from her because she couldn't take that from herself. Having a conversation in her own mind, she didn't realize how absurd her five healthy home-cooked meals. This isn't 1930, ma'am. <laughs> like, you're, not, you're not sitting around doing laundry day. Remember there's a laundry day for right. some of the old school people? Right. It's like a day where you did laundry that's not that time anymore. So they said, go play basketball. Do three meals that are already pre-made. You just frozen, microwave. She thought microwave was bad. Like, no, it's not bad. They've proven it's not bad. It may not be great for you, but it's not gonna kill you. You're gonna die of the, eat the food in the microwave before anything else. So that, that's what came out of this, and that's why I wanna bring that up to you guys today.
1: You know, it's interesting because um, if, if we can, as a mom, Established and and I like how you called it a pros and cons list. Never thought about it that way, but like, what is the one thing that you would really like to be able? Like, okay, as a mom, what is the one thing that I would really like to be able to check off my list that day? That one thing that at least that when I lay down at night and I'm like, well, at least I fill in the blank. And for me, I really like to get out on on a walk, and it it has like some mental health is benefits for me, physical benefits and and all those things, right? And so when I expressed to my family that I really would like to be able to get out on a walk, I found that my my daughter, particularly my daughter Quincy, will be like, mom, I'll i I'll finish doing this or or I'll I'll run Connor here or I'll do this. You go on your walk. And I found that if I helped the people in my family know kind of what my priority was, then um, they kind of wanted to help me get that done and facilitate it. And that that actually has been a real help.
0: Well, another way to look at it and going off what you just said is when people are in complete opposite extremes, um, it, it, it's very difficult in any partnership when one person's on one end of the spectrum, another person's on the end of the spectrum. So what spectrum am referring to? Teenagers usually aren't on the end of the spectrum where they're thinking about their parents' needs first. Okay. <laughs> parents, at least the healthy, sane ones, on the other end of the spectrum, aren't usually thinking about all their own individual needs first. Specifically, since we're talking about moms today. Moms, it's not very common that a mom's going to, just yard sell all of her kids' desires, needs, food, water, only for herself. The moms who do that—they're called bad moms. Okay, it's official <laughs> terminology for them: bad moms. And you do not listen to this podcast. I don't care about offending you because you're not—I mean—they're at the club right now. They're partying. They're having a good time. Right? <laughs> Point is, um, what happens is. If you have teenagers in the household that are all self-motivated, and if you have a mom in the household that's all family motivated, there's nothing in between. So if a mom starts to being more self-driven, more needs for herself, Take care of herself. taking care of herself, she's modeling for the kids. And back to what I was gonna say, the biggest, one of the biggest complaints that I have from teenagers. There was a couple, and this was another one. One of the biggest complaints they have for teenagers when they actually turn towards their parents and look at their parents, they talk about the stress. But, you know, it's easy to criticize someone else what they're doing. Two biggest things, exercise and eating. Always. I have so many intimate conversations with teenagers that are telling me that they're worried about their 50-something-year-old parents exercising and eating. Really? Yep.
1: Want to know why? We don't want them to...
0: Because there's more parents that are having teenagers that aren't healthy, and if you look at health in the sense of mental health and physical health wait, as one, will you,
1: will you, wait, we wait, repeat that there's more, there's more teenagers that have unhealthy parents, or is that what you're saying? There's more
0: teenagers that are viewing from their position more physically unhealthy parents. And I said, I did say earlier, maybe this is just in my own private practice. And I'm not saying all the parents, this is not like all the parents need to get their life together. No, a, a fact's a fact. Well,
1: yeah. If, someone's, you, if, if you're someone, a teenager, your mom is a 40-something and she's starting to... If uh, someone
0: <laughs> is overweight and out of shape, telling them they're fat, overweight, and out of shape, it'd be a horrible thing to do. But if the person says, yeah, um, it's true. They can give all excuses they want, but when they go to the doctor and they look at the scale and they look at where it's at, they'll tell you if they're, if you're in the range or not. My point is that... Kids see safety and longevity even though they don't worry about it. They want someone else to be worrying about it. Mm -hmm. And if their parents are worrying about their immediate safety and their immediate well-being, but the kids are looking at the parents and saying, but you're not worried about your long-term happiness and health and you're stressed out. And look at the way, I mean, I've had so many teenagers in the past couple of years just uh, get gross and disgusted. And their parents may be eating just like them. But even in teenagers, they know that's not good. Right. So I'm using that example because that imagine how difficult that would be for a parent that brings their kid in, a mom brings their kid in and is struggling with all the worries of their kid, and then their kid turns around and says, Mom, like, I'm worried about you. You're not taking care of yourself. And it could be physical, mental, emotional, whatever it is. And I want to see you take care of yourself. It's an easier sell to your kids to get your kids to do things that are going to better their physical, psychological, mental, emotional well-being if you're doing it first. doesn't have to be the same things, though. It could be whatever. If you want your kid to focus on getting their depression better and the one thing that makes them saddest is their their friend groups, well, then you're going to want them to change their friends. Well, if your kids see you stressed and they see you tired and low of energy and every time they want to play, you can't do something with them, they're going to make the easy connection like... Gosh, mom doesn't sleep a lot, doesn't eat well, whatever the challenge is for that right. person. And so that's why this pros and cons list has helped. Gosh, I can't believe it. I haven't done this in probably about like almost a year now that I think about it. Anyways, I'm just kind of reflecting on that. I should use this tool more. <laughs> um, but the pros and cons list is simply doing it for yourself. It's like, a, it's a self-assessment list. See which one, you know, okay, would it really cost you that much money and that much time to put a little bit of yourself on your to-do list? And then bring it to certain family members and friends and just saying, hey, here's what I'm thinking and helping them add in to that. Like, have them weigh in on what they think. You'll be surprised at the input that you get. But you're asking for people to give you feedback. So you're not going to get the type of horrible criticism that you think. If a teenager says, oh, well, you want me to tell you what I think's wrong with you? And they start going at it. Say, no, no, no I'm being serious. I'm trying to be less stressed, do these types of things. I don't know you, You're an interesting person. You're 14, but you see me in a way no one else is. And just tell me what you think. Oh, they will give you positive feedback. Because if you talk to them as if they have influence over you to make you happier, well, then that's a win for them. It's going to make them a better kid. You know, a better obedient, in air quotes, you know, a nicer <laughs> kid, but they're helping their parent out. Every kid wants to help their parent out.
1: A, I'm... I admit to just sitting here and just being like, "Well, this isn't what I expected for you to say." Um, again, j- just because I have I, I ever didn't, said anything? Uh, that you expected? No, okay. Unless you already knew out. the conversation, I still haven't figured that out. But, but I really think, I mean, as a mom, here's here's the problem with what you said is that I wanted you to relieve the of guilt, and I think that you just you said, "Go to the thing that you are doing bad at and do better." That's what you just said, and it's freaking hard. Yeah. But the reality is, I get it.
0: You know, you do. Th- you, the hard, the more hard things you do every day, the easier your life becomes. And this is one of those things. You can be living the same pattern of stressing yourself out beyond measure, or you can take a step back and say, all right, what's the pros and cons of it? Some of the stressors you can't get rid of. Like, I signed up for this. I agreed to this. It stresses me out. But you get some sort of return on it that's worth it. Okay, whatever that may be. Others are just ridiculous habits that you need to get rid of. You should have gotten rid of those years ago and you might need other people's feedback, but you have to ask them for the feedback. When your family members, spouses, partners, whatever, all you moms out there, when your feedback is thrown at you and people are telling you, you need to quit stressing out so much, mom. You need to relax. You need to exercise more. You need to do this. Like, you eat like crap and that's why you know, you're not happy. Whatever the criticism people throw at you, it's offensive. You get defended. I mean, you get defensive, defensive but uh-huh. it's because it's offensive. And you want to defend it. But if you make your list, come with a couple basic things, take it to people and say, I want you to f- give me some feedback, totally different now. Now their partner's working with you to help you relieve some of your stress. And then when you make some of those changes, whether it's exercise, diet, whatever it may be, um, and I, those are just the first ones because we're talking about those, when you make those changes, then you get to go back to them and tell them thank you that they actually helped you see something you couldn't see yourself?
1: You know, I think that every mom out there wants to be a better mom. And obviously that is going to be different for everyone. Um, I think that my the thought that I just had and and maybe my invitation to myself is to really like, you know, we've got a few days before Mother's Day. S- sit and think to, your, to, to myself, what would, what would help me be a better mom? Um, right off the top of, of my head, I, <laughs> something that's really hard for me but would make me a better mom is just to get a little bit better sleep. And sometimes I, I kind of feel like, okay, I got to squeeze way more stuff into my day. I can't go to sleep until I get this and this done. But then what that does is it, <laughs> it makes me mad and frustrated from the beginning of the next day. Um, and so I, I think that that's what this has got me thinking. Like, obviously, I can't take on 20 things that are going to make me a better mom. But I could really think about maybe one thing or two things and say, you know what? It would really help me be a better mom if I get more sleep or if I get out on a walk every day and then say to my family, you guys, I want to be a better mom. And one way, I think that I can be a better mom is if I go to sleep earlier. And so I need you guys to help me, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I think that, as I think that you're absolutely right, as we do stop sacrificing every one of our needs, whether that's <laughs> um, food or exercise or sleep or the things we care about or time with our friends or time with our hobbies or whatever the things, because as a mom, you really do sacrifice it all.
0: And it's it's easy because the longer you go without it, the easier it is to forget how important it was to you and how much you needed it. Well, and don't know? you
1: kind of just feel like it's my job to sacrifice everything?
0: Me personally, I'm it, not a mom, so no, I don't. feel Well, that
1: way. no what what I mean <laughs> is I think that moms think it is their job. I know moms to do lay all their sarcastic. everything on on the altar of motherhood, right? But it's those things that we need that make us a good mom. And I can't, I mean, gosh, I'm really like the pot ca- calling the kettle black well, right that's here why it's and a, now. <laughs> that's why
0: I started out with this statement. It's like, it's hard to focus on self-care when you're just so tired that you don't care anymore because your day's so long. You have those habits of just doing everything for everyone else. Um, a, a little side disclaimer, and I wish this wasn't true, but there may be some of you mothers out there listening to this that in your situation can say, that's the problem no one else is going to support me. Some of you women out there may be married to some ignorant old school people. That's like tough deal with it. My life sucks. I'm miserable. I don't care if you don't like, I'm not going to help you out doing that. No one helps me out. Some people are pretty jaded. Some people are, and I've come across plenty of moms throughout the years that, I mean, they're in a trapped situation. They don't get support from, They're a partner, they don't get support from the kids, and they're really, really struggling just to get by. So to you women, I'll tell you this. Divorce your husband, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) Oh,
1: I was like, wow, this took a turn. I just wanna
0: see if people are paying attention. (laughs) Just wanna see if people pay attention. You know, every now and then I do wish uh, I could say things like that in counseling. <laughs> I'm like, you know, maybe you should get a divorce. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that out loud. I'm just supposed to think Harsh. that. Okay. Fortunately, my okay. filter's never broken. I've never said that out loud before. But um, no, for, for you women out there in this situation, um, you still have to do the same thing, but you may have to just do it without having people being offering to help you do it. Like without the willingness, because you should still go and say, hey, I need some help with this. This is what I need to do. And if I do this, I think it's going to help me give you something you want. So it's quite the negotiation. But if you don't get the feedback, if you don't get the support you want, just, uh, okay, well, this is going to take a little bit longer than I thought, but I still have to get this done for myself. Do not let go of the things that's made you the person who you are. If you used to love dancing when you were a little girl, freaking go on and dance find something f- for, for your age group or wherever you're at. Like to that woman, she just want to play basketball. You know, even if you play once a week, I used to always think, ah, oh, if I can't, if I can only do this thing once a week, that ah, is not worth it. Well, if you do it once a week, you like it enough. Guess what? You start carving out more time to do that twice a week, maybe three times a week. So that's the allowance and the permission that I'm giving all of wives out there, yeah, if you do got a bad husband you're going to divorce them. Divorce them anyways, but that was beside this podcast, okay? Don't don't remember, this is not counseling advice here as our disclaimer said. (laughs) That's a whole other issue, but take the initiative to put yourself on your own to-do list, do a little pros and cons, ask some feedback and see what people say and see if you can start a whole new path because what's the point of having a whole entire Mother's Day? Telling mothers about how important they are, how needed they are and how much their time and their efforts are appreciated if the mom is too busy focusing on the things that she didn't do. You you gotta hang your hat on, give yourself a golden star for things you have done, and then think about, all right, let's do some pros and cons about the things that maybe I should have on my to-do list, that I don't have on my to-do list, especially if it's you and things that make you feel better.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, Mother's Day Mother's Day has always kind of been a little bit of a double-edged edged sword um, because, honestly, my kids are my why. And it's hard to be a mom day in and, and day out. And, you know, the, like it's going to take my children becoming parents themselves to kind of even get a glimpse of of what that really feels like and so i can't expect them to understand that but i am thankful that i get that i'm a mother and um i'm thankful for my mom and things are not um where i thought they would be with my mom um as do you consider dementia a mental illness? I guess so.
0: Well, it's a brain disease, so, yeah. I mean, it's... It, Not really. Yeah, it's it, more of a yeah.
1: physical situation, right? Yeah. Um, You know, as, as I'm dealing with really difficult challenges with my mom um, that I wasn't expecting, it's certainly creating appreciation and um, relationship... Challenges that I I wasn't expecting. Um, But I'm the oldest daughter. And even with my mom not where she was or who who she was exactly, I still feel her and um, honor her, you know. And I'm glad that our society still carves out this day to honor moms. And I know it's a triggering thing because there's a lot of women who wish that they were moms and a lot of moms who have children who have made decisions to abandon their moms. Um, So there's a lot of hurt and pain associated with motherhood on a lot of different areas and levels. Um, I want to encourage you just to honor your story where you are. Even if that's just for a minute, recognize how hard it is to do what you do, no matter what your circumstances. Look at where you've come from. And look at where you want to go. And don't focus. I I say this gently because this is hard for me. Don't focus on what you see as inadequacies. Um, And so thank you, David. I appreciate this suggestion and, and... your suggestions are never, like, easy and fluffy and simple and feel good.
0: <laughs> Definitely not a motivational speaker.
1: That's,
0: that's, that's, that'd be so much funner, though. I could get on stage <laughs> and be dancing around. And oh, yeah. Doing the whoo hoo I feel know, like, like you were made for that, too. And Yeah. I don't know. Just, you know how it is. Like, being a mom, it's like you take the family photos, you put on Instagram, and you scrapbook them, but... In between those pictures, in between those moments, there's a whole lot more mud than there is smiles. You know, there's a whole lot more messiness. And so, to all you moms out there, um, you know, whether whether you're a mom of children, animals, grandchildren, no matter what what, what kind of mom you are, um, just thank you for your sacrifice and to helping raise, um, you know, young people and and helping just this world be so much of a better place by staying committed to the people in your life. Um, you know, this will be my first mother's day without my mom, so it'll be a, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm very fortunate though, my wife give a big shout out there to my baby's mama. Um <laughs> I was just gonna say,
1: David, let's uh yeah. let's have a let's have a moment for Yeah. No, I, I just want to awesome. give give
0: a give a shout out to my baby's mama, aka my wife. And uh man, I man, I I I lucked out man. She's a, she's a go getter. She works 10 times harder than I do. And, uh, all I can do is just do the dishes and rubber feet. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm just trying to keep up. I'm like I'm just trying to do my part. I'm like, what can I do? She's vacuum something, do the dishes, rub your feet. Those never go wrong. <laughs> all
1: vacuum, so just vacuum. Something. All
0: three of those. I've never had her say no. <laughs> She's like dishes, feet, vacuum. I'll take all three. Right. But I just want to give a shout out to my wife for being such a great, um, great mom to our children. Shout out to you, Heidi, as well for, Being a mom, despite your loss, despite everything you've gone through, you're still working hard to be the best mom you can be and the influence you are to all the other moms out there. They're all going through their own things too, whether it be more severe than what you've went through, less severe, it doesn't matter. Every mom out there has a whole lot of things she's got to do and still find a way to put herself on her own to-do list. So thank you, Heidi, for being a great example to all the moms out there about Mm -hmm. not having to be perfect but definitely still willing to progress.
1: <laughs> well, I am good at not being perfect. So nobody, now, nobody right? has You're to worry about that. you <laughs> not being perfect. <laughs> there you go. Okay. There you go. Well, um, as always, you guys, thanks for showing up. Thanks for listening. Um, and like I always say, thanks for helping us to light the fight.